0: All right, everyone, it is Spice. Welcome back to Screen Snot for our second week. I want to... So I don't really have a specific theme for this week. And what I'm thinking about doing this time is a mixture of a couple things. Um, I want to sort of go over some hype. Um, There's a lot of... Really big things happening in the pop culture world. Namely, Game of Thrones and Avengers are both coming out this month. Game of Thrones will have aired by the time this is up. But mm, I don't know. I'm still just going to talk about it. Um, And yeah, Avengers Endgame. So those are two like really huge things that are happening very soon. April is a lot. (laughs) Um, So I want to talk about those. I want to do... A brief review of what my favorite anime of winter twenty nineteen was. Um, I think I am going to start with that, and then at the end of the episode, um, just in case there is people who don't really watch seasonal anime, um, I am going to save um, talking about what I am planning on watching this year, not this year, this season, um, for the very end um, to give people a sense. I got really lucky last season. I ended up basically watching every show that ended up being, like, people's top shows of winter 2019. So we'll see if I can do that somehow intuitively again this season. Probably not, because there's one show that I kind of want to watch that I know is not going to be good. But that doesn't mean that I won't enjoy it. Um, Yeah. So to start out, I want to say that my favorite anime of winter 2019 was mob psycho 100 but it wasn't um i'm the saddest that mob isn't on anymore no more mob monday the day that this comes out on a monday there will be no mob and it is sad i don't have anything else to say about that (laughs) yeah but and I mentioned um, this show in the previous episode because of how freaking good it is. When I was talking about Darling in the Franks, it's the promised Neverland. And holy fuck, um, it's just so different than anything else I've ever seen anime doing. The protagonists, I mean, most anime, the protagonists are kids. But in this show, they are quite literally like children. They are presented as children. they They aren't like sexualized in any way. They're experiencing life as children um and it lends something really unique to what is going on in the show um and I like like I said in the previous episode like I can't really say anything about what it is because then it would spoil it but if you like horror um I wouldn't call it a horror anime because it's not Um, I mean, I guess it's trying to be, I don't know. It's more like a thriller suspense type deal. Um, there's a lot of psychological games and sort of intensity and things like that, which make it fun. Reasons why The Promised Neverland is my favorite anime of winter 2019, um, the tension, the way the show builds tension, they do really, really unique things with, um... I say the way the camera moves, like there's a fucking camera videotaping these cartoons. But yeah, the the directorial style, I guess. Um, there's one particular episode, um, part of an episode where you're following one of the characters around. And you're, the perspective is kind of like just basically following behind him as he walks down a hallway and into another room. But holy shit, the way... That, that was designed was so brilliant like so emotionally impactful for that moment for what was happening at that point in the series yeah very good um tension I'm kind of interested for people who are going to go and watch it all at once um rather than watching it week by week like I did I'm kind of interested to see what y'all's experience of the show is going to be um, because for me, part of, you know, part of the drama, if you will, was these cliffhangers at the end of every single episode. Um, and then honestly, probably my one gripe with the show is a lot of those cliffhangers were like immediately undone at the beginning of the next episode. So it'd be interesting to see like what people's reactions to those are sort of watching it all at once, rather than week by week. Um, The characters are amazing. You've got three main characters who are kids, two main characters who are adults, um, and other sort of side characters throughout. And they're just, I was so scared for these children. I'm still scared for them because there's going to be a second season and the manga has not ended yet, I think. So who the fuck knows what's going to happen to them? Ah! Um, Yeah, so tension is one reason. The way it built tension sort of differently than other anime that I've seen is one reason why it's my favorite series of 2019. Another reason is the central villain of the season holy shit you hate this villain so much throughout like the entire season you're like you evil bitch like blah 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 all this stuff uh because <laughs> you want to you care about the kids so much um and then the very last episode they have this montage and the montage made me like cry because I was like this I care so much about this villain now. It was like a three-minute long montage. Like, how the fuck does an anime... Like, what? Um, Yeah, it just, like, wrecked me emotionally. And there's, like, a song that sort of plays during that montage. And now whenever I go back and listen to the soundtrack, which, speaking of, the OST is absolutely gorgeous. It is also an amazing thing about the show. But, yeah, whenever I'm listening to the OST now and I hear that little, like, tune that's from the montage, I'm like, ugh the feels uh (laughs) I cry literally I cry um not just saying that wonderful 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 I love villains I honestly most of the time I like villains more than main characters um eh. I mean that's true for like older Disney movies and Kim Possible and um I don't know I just like bad guys um, a lot of the times they're sexier I'm, I'm just gonna stop <laughs> um, yes tension the villain the OST the way that the children characters are treated there is literally no fan service at all like it's not a part of this story so like do not even worry about that it's very serious Um, it's very full of, like, heart, I guess. Um, very smart show. Yeah, just favorite, favorite show of winter 2019. So if you're going to give anything a watch, I would give The Promised Neverland a go. Um, you can stream it on, where did I stream it? I streamed it on Verve, or I don't know if it's Verve or VRV, but I think that was through Crunchyroll, I believe. So, and... I don't have the date, but the dub is going to be airing on Adult Swim, Toonami, whatever. So if you prefer dubs, go ahead and Google when it's airing on Toonami. Um, I watched the dub trailer. The voices seem pretty like what I would have expected of those characters. So I think it'll be good. Um, I don't have cable or I would watch it um, on Adult Swim. But yeah, Adult Swim, Crunchyroll, Verve, watch it. It's 12 episodes I believe and there's already a second season confirmed so that is The Promised Neverland um what else what else what else oh I went to the movies this weekend and I did something really weird um okay it's not actually you can see how unadventurous my life is by me describing this thing that I did on a Saturday night as weird and fun and adventurous okay um (laughs) I went to the movies and I saw Us and I'm going to talk about Us because it was fucking great. I'm going to talk about it sort of like spoiler free um, in case you haven't seen it. But I saw Us and then I went with a few people and after the movie ended, I sort of walked out to the lobby of the movie theater and looked outside and it was fucking pouring. Um, Did not know it was going to rain. I'm not wearing rain gear or whatever. I don't have a jacket. And, like, I could have just ran to my car and gotten wet and been in the rain for 10 seconds. But instead, I decided to go see another movie (laughs) to avoid going outside for 10 seconds. Um, So I went and saw Shazam. And that was thematic whiplash. Total – they're not opposite movies. But, like – but the weird thing is – I saw both of them and then I was thinking about them after I left the movie theater and I'm just like why like these movies are so different but like why is there's a child that gets lost at a carnival in both movies and that's like the central defining moment for that character in each of those movies so I just don't I'm like what is this trope of children getting lost at carnivals <laughs> and like I could think of other things where that sort of is a theme you know I'm thinking of well I guess a child doesn't get lost at a carnival in um the Netflix Punisher adaptation but like the carnival is like the scene of carnage loss of innocence maybe yeah that's probably it I'm just gonna go with that um so yeah I saw Us and then that was the first time I'd ever seen two movies in a row at a movie theater it was fun I kind of was really tired afterwards um but good shit and then i went and saw howl's moving castle yesterday because it was doing the like studio ghibli fest or whatever thing that fathom events does and i had not seen that movie in forever i think i've only seen it once um god damn howl is a babe like like Hal is literally the ideal man like he's kind of dumb he's dramatic he is very 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 pretty um he has earrings i mean he's just hidden all of my sometimes he's got claws and fangs like oh boy um yeah how is if you're out there listening how please give me a call we should we should hang out um i was trying to talk about us <laughs> Um, so, yeah, Us was very good. It. I think I still like Get Out better. I don't know. I've seen Get Out a few times, so I probably just need to go see Us again. I will say this. Us bears rewatching. I think that I will not get the most out of this movie until I go see it again. Um. There's so much going on. It is very much a horror movie, whereas Get Out, I mean, Get Out definitely has elements of horror, but it's kind of more so blending genre than Us is. Um, Us is very self-aware. I mean, one of the first scenes in the movie is like a child sort of getting a thriller t-shirt and putting that on. Um, so you can kind of watch the movie through the lens of like thriller um, and what th- thriller, like the music video, um, and I guess it's a short film technically. Um, the sort of horror tropes and that. I don't like I don't watch horror very often I don't do very well with it I don't I don't know um, maybe I said I don't do well with the unknown but like I mean I've had like panic attacks just watching horror movies before so I tend to stay away from them but I really really like to get out and I really liked what Peele did with that so I wanted to see us And it was worth it. And it was scary, but it wasn't like your typical horror movie, the demons are going to come get you. Like there's no escape from this force that is uncontrollable. Like that's the type of horror that I can't do because to me it's not realistic. And I know horror is inherently like fantasy, so it's not realistic. But I think that that's what I like about what Jordan Peele is doing with horror is he's making it. He's grounding it in, like, reality. Um, he's saying this is something that, even though it's sort of out there, it's like something that is physically happening in this world for logical reasons. Whereas, in get out, you know, the reasons are like racism and um, all this other bullshit. In us, it's definitely different, but you still have this sort of underpinning of this is a real grounded thing. And for some people, that might probably make it scarier. Um, I've talked to some people who say, like, oh, they can't watch, like, um, alien or those type of scary movies because the alien could be real, you know, whereas, like, a demon. They're, like, a demon or a ghost or whatever. like can't fucking be real. But an alien is a real living thing. Um, I kind of have the opposite reaction. But there's also kind of a... I'm thinking about the role of like children in horror and I kind of touched upon this no I didn't touch upon this when talking about The Promised Neverland but you can kind of see like I mean obviously the stereotypical role for a child is innocence um and that is played to great effect in The Promised Neverland because the main characters are all children so they all um, there's a lot of talk of like the children who know this dark secret, like protecting the innocence of the children who don't know the dark secret. And that's part of why we're emotionally invested, I think, in their story um, is, you know, it's kind of <laughs> the premise of The Promised Neverland is basically like the worst version of finding out that Santa isn't real. Like, the worst possible version of that that you could think of. (laughs) This idea of innocence. And then in Us, Us plays with that a lot. Um, You've got flashbacks to the main character as a kid. And then the most fascinating character, I think, in the movie is her son. Who, I'm terrible with names. This is just going to be a thing. Her son, I don't remember his name. um, Who is just... This idea of childhood sort of imagination and childhood introspection um can be played very very creepily i as as a kid i was always lost in like a fantasy world i was like i don't give a fuck what is real like i'm just gonna pretend that i live in a castle somewhere and you know i was always like that um but that can be played for like a really really creepy effect you know sort of a disconnect with reality sort of a um A distant affect of the child towards the world that they're in, when combined with all these other themes in the movie, is just really, really creepy and compelling. And yeah, the movie is very, very good at building an atmosphere. It's very, there's another family in the movie other than the main family who, when you meet them, I was like, this is every upper middle class family of white people that I know. Um <laughs> very poignant, I think, for sort of where we are right now, if that makes sense. The one line that I will spoil is and I'm not gonna spoil the line, but basically I'm gonna what I'm gonna say is if you sink it out, you like it out and you think you wanna see us, what you probably wanna know going in, or maybe you don't wanna know, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. Um Whereas Get Out is a very specific sort of allegorical take, or maybe not allegorical, but, you know, take on, like, racism and all these, this idea, specific idea of social injustice. Um, Us is very much broader and more about, like, overall um, ways of living, psyche, existence in American society rather than just um sort of race racial tension racism those types of things which yeah they're just different in that way they're both very good um yeah definitely see us see it twice see it three times maybe (laughs) um yeah that's us um um oh yeah also in this weird double feature that I did of us and Shazam. Shazam. So I'm going to give a... This is so dumb. I'm going to give a recommendation to see Shazam. Um, I enjoyed it. It was not like any of the other DC movies I've seen. It almost felt like it was in a different universe. So Shazam was fun. It was a lot of fun. The one main... So there's a main character who, like, turns into Shazam whenever he says Shazam, whatever... And then the other main character is so great. It's so great. Spunky, spunky kid who has a disability. Um, he's just funny, and yeah. If you don't care about the movie being like shit thematically, or in terms of like the character design and CGI, because oh my god, it's cheesy. Um, And you just want a fun movie, like, definitely go she she Shazam, go she Shazam, go see Shazam. Um, And I think it's going to be my new Christmas movie. So, you know, like, a lot of people will have movies that they watch around Christmas time that, like, aren't technically, like, generically Christmas movies. um, But the movie, like, takes place during Christmas time. This is very much Shazam. Shazam takes place during Christmas time. There's Christmas decorations. There's Christmas music. Like, I'm going to watch this movie every... Christmas, like I think it's my my specific Christmas movie, um, and it's lighthearted and uplifting. So it's like it's like what a Christmas movie should be. Um, so maybe you'll hear me talk about it again in a few months when I talk about holiday things. Maybe not. Who knows? Yes, hype. Get on the fucking hype train because in what days is today? Today's is Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Anyway, three days. Game of Thrones in three days. I almost hate that I'm talking about this and contributing to all the hype because, like, it's, I don't know, but I almost want to, like, it's so gross and, like, so overhyped that I almost just want to, like, be like, yeah, Game of Thrones, like, just be so over the top about it. Um, I don't care anymore. I used to be the type of person who, if something got super popular, I'd be like, well, I don't really... I don't care that that's starting again because no fuck it like I might think Game of Thrones is a hot mess now and like maybe not care that much about what happens but that doesn't mean I'm not like morbidly and hysterically excited to see what's gonna happen you know um because the preview I don't even know how many seasons what is it is this the seventh or the eighth season I don't even fucking know I used to consider myself like a Game of Thrones stan like I was in with all the theories I never read the books um but I know people who have and I was like always talking to them about what was gonna happen I was guessing what was gonna happen. like oh how are they gonna change this blah. blah, blah. and then whatever the most recent season one I was just like guys seriously guys come on you're really really fucking with my happiness here, so I kind of emotionally distanced myself from the show, and so now I feel like I can still watch it and be like, "Hoo hoo, Daenerys fucked her nephew." Like, it's just funny to me now. It's a whole, yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, but I'm still hyped. Like, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm gonna watch it with a group of people, which is always fun. Um, maybe probably more so than the show itself will be. You know, there's going to be fucking dragons blowing people up and freezing people now also. And like, who slept for dragons? Um, yeah. I lost my train of thought at dragons. Um, my mind went blank because I got too excited. I haven't watched any recaps and it's been so long since I saw the previous season that I don't really actually remember what's going on I think okay let me try to this is my attempt at a recap of Game of Thrones season I don't even know what season it was six seven I think 6.5 that's what we're gonna call it Game of Thrones season 6.5 okay um Daenerys fucked her nephew wait did we find out that he is her nephew in that season or is that a previous season we know Jon Snow is a Targaryen thing whatever um and Daenerys had sex with him in true Game of Thrones fashion um one of the dragons is now a white walker dragon a white flyer um holy shit are those the only two things I remember I don't even know who's still Um, oh, um, is Littlefinger alive? Oh, shit. I need to go watch a recap. Uh... That sounded like the Minecraft voice. Uh, Um, fuck, dude. I'm not prepared. I don't care. We'll just, we're gonna fuck it. We'll do it live. That's kind of the motto of this episode. I have, like, a little thing of notes, but it's basically, like here's just what i want to talk about and i don't have anything else listed so the motto of today is fuck it we'll do it live as i will also be doing sunday evening when i watch game of thrones i'll be like oh wait you're in this part of westeros now like i don't know Um. so game of thrones is happening it will have happened by the time you watch this watch this Listen to this. God. Um, I hope you're not watching the numbers go as you listen. Avengers hype. I do remember much more about Avengers Infinity War because I've seen it multiple times and I've seen it recently. So I had a theory about what was going to happen in Endgame and then the most recent trailer with Captain Marvel in it kind of fucked my theory in the butt a little bit. So my theory was basically that Thanos didn't actually, like, kill everyone. He, When he snapped his finger, he, like, split the universe into two, and, like, half of the people ended up in one universe, and the other half ended up in the other universe. And, like, my theory was that um, they were going to, like, so, like, all the people that we saw survive in at the end of Infinity War, they were all gonna be the ones who die by the end of Endgame and all the people, because if you think about it, like all of the newer characters dissolved or whatever turned into dust. Um, So that was my theory. But then seeing that my good old girlfriend slash wife, Carol Danvers is sort of walking around in the same space as all the older characters who stayed alive, made me think well i don't think that they would kill off carol danvers when they just introduced her so that theory is gone who knows if part of it will be true or not but I'm, i've am i never really been good at theorizing i tend to just try to i like to just watch the thing i like to theorize in the moment you know when you're watching a movie and you're like oh that guy's evil or oh that person's gonna die like that is fun to me that is really fun um Especially when you're right, you're like, "I told you." It happened a couple times when I was watching us. I turned to the person next to me, and I was like, "Oh, this is happening," and then like 30 seconds later, I was like, "Ha! I told you." Um, I didn't actually say that, but that's the type of theorizing that I like to do about things. I had, I'm gonna just mention Lost again because Lost kind of it didn't ruin the um sort of meta theorizing about shows and movies for me, but with that show, all of the fan theories were so much better than what the reality ended up being in the show that I kind of like, I like just seeing the thing, maybe having my ideas, but going in. And like, if I'm not thinking about it, I'm always gonna be surprised, hopefully in a pleasant way. I'm more likely to be surprised in a pleasant way. Whereas and le- if I came up with a theory that I was really invested in or someone else had a theory I was really invested in and it ended up not happening, then you're like, oh, that was what happened. So I tend to not and I've had people sort of get mad at me for this before like trying to talk about the movie and I'm like dude like I just don't want to talk about it like I don't even want to see the trailers like I just want to go in blind that's my ideal that's my ideal way of watching things so I really appreciate trailers that don't give you the entire plot of the movie um, which I think the end game trailers have done a really really good job of doing necessarily so I think Um What do I think is going to happen in Endgame? Well, I kind of told you my theory that doesn't really stand as a theory anymore. I mean, obviously, something with Doctor Strange, time travel shenanigans. (sighs) Time travel, to me, is so convoluted that you can almost make it do whatever you want, so it almost feels like a cop-out to me. Um, But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um... I'm really excited for it though and it's gonna be wild. I still haven't gotten tickets yet. I should probably do that. I'm also interested to see what kind of memes come out of it you know because you had the whole Mr. Stark I don't feel so good meme. um, Just people floating away into dust meme. You have oh here's my <laughs> here's my end game theory. My end game theory is Ant-Man gonna go up Thanos' butt and do a little dance. Um, That's my theory. Shrink down, go in Thanos' butt, and tickle it. That's what's going to happen in Endgame. And if it doesn't happen, then I give up on Marvel. Okay. With that weird thing, um, we're going to transition into spring 2019 anime. (laughs) Um, okay so before I get into just sort of introducing each of these shows I'm just gonna list the things that I'm planning on watching and some of them have already started or some of them are like continuing series so continuations slash reboots um, Dororo is continuing from winter 2019 and it's really really amazing if you like um, sort of I don't I'm really bad with Japanese history I don't remember which era it's in but if you like like these sort of samurai type um, Stories, the like feudal Japan, um, mixed with like magic and demons, and just real a lot of you can tell there was a lot of care put into making this. It's an adaptation of a manga um, slash an anime that came out I think in like the sixties or seventies, some a really long time ago. But it's very, 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 very good. Um, I think it came honestly, winter twenty nineteen anime were so good that like the Promised Neverland just barely just barely won my top spot and then you've got like dororo and mob psycho are probably tied for second place um and sama like they were all just so good um it's kind of surreal to me how much quality anime is being made right now um it's kind of overwhelming but yes i'm gonna continue watching dororo um it's halfway it is at the halfway point um So I think it's at episode 13 out of 24 right now. Next week, I think it will be at 14 if I am counting correctly. Um, That's available on Amazon Prime if you have access to it. If you don't, I know a lot of people don't. Sadness. I mooch off a friend. (sighs) Whatever. I'm planning on eventually... I don't know if I'll watch it this season, but I am planning on watching season two of One Punch Man. The reason why... I'm not watching it right away, which it is also already on Hulu, I believe. Yes, Um, it came on Hulu the 9th. Um, The reason I'm not watching it right away is because I haven't finished season one. (laughs) And I have a backlog of, it's taking me like, I'm watching Parasite the Maxim right now, and it's taking me like three months to watch. I don't know why it's taking me so long to watch the show. Like, I really enjoy it. But can you tell that my voice got faster? I, I think I've reached the threshold of caffeination, where it just went over the edge. And now I'm talking a mile a minute. Yes, I will eventually get around to watching Will I Punch, season two. Um, Futaba, so Fruits Basket is rebooting. I watched the first episode. The first episode came out last Friday, or I guess for you, two Fridays ago. So there will be two episodes out by the time that you listen to this. And if you watched the original Fruits Basket or read the manga, then you understand why there is so much hype surrounding it. And, ah, oh, yeah just the warmth in my stomach, I mean heart, whatever, warmth, warm fuzzy feelings um, surrounding Fruits Basket. They haven't, so I'm going to, I'm interested to see what they do for the opening because the first episode did not have an opening theme. So tomorrow when I watch episode two, I will very in, be very interested to see what they do with that. Um, but yeah, if you want to watch something sweet, um, emotional, sort of bittersweet, heartfelt, and reverse harem, then watch Fruits Basket. Yeah, all the guys are cute. Um, I'm okay. When I watched it in high school, it was appropriate for me to say that. But now I can really only be attracted to, like, the dog one. I don't know. is that his name? Um, which is fine. i let him raw me. Um, new shows. Just going to list them before going over the summaries. Um, Kimetsu no Yaiba, Demon Slayer. Um, On Crunchyroll and Funimation, I'm planning on watching that. I think the first episode is up, and I've heard good things about it. There's a few that I haven't been able to find streaming information for yet. I'm going to do some digging. So, like, the ones I haven't been able to find streaming information for are Fairy Gone, Shometsutoshi, which is translated as Where I End and You Begin, um, Gunjo no Magma, or Magma of the Sea Blue, um, Sarazanmai, and... Um, Mayanaka and the Occult Um Those ones, when I looked a few days ago, I couldn't find streaming information for them. So, I don't know if I'll be watching them. Maybe they will show up on Crunchyroll or High Dive or something. But we'll see. Um, ones that I know where to watch and that I'm planning on watching, um, Carol and Tuesday on Netflix. I think that's the show I'm most excited for this season. It looks like. I can't tell if it's going to be about two girls falling in love, but that's what it seems like. And it's um, the first thing Shinichiro Watanabe has made in a while, which Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Champloo, if those are the two sort of things he's really known for. um, And it's got that same... It doesn't have... From the preview, it doesn't have, like, the same atmosphere as Cowboy Bebop but it's set in like a futuristic kind of grittier sci-fi world so I'm the character designs are fucking dope um the music and the pv like made me cry I, I cried everything um yeah so very 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 excited for Carol on Tuesday that is available on Netflix should be according to my notes as of yesterday. I think I looked yesterday and didn't see it though. So um, we'll see what's going on with that. And then I'm probably not actually going to watch this one, but I watched the preview and I just like fucking laughed. Um, so Ndamu Amida Butsu. <laughs> God. Um, okay, let me just get into the summary for these. See if it's something that you guys want to watch. Oh, wow. I'm looking. I googled to find the summary and there's a YouTube video someone uploaded that said that Demon Slayer is the new anime of the year. How the fuck do you know that? There's one episode out. OK, I'm sorry. I just needed to be mad about that for a second. OK, here is the summary info for Demon Slayer. Um, simulcast. This is from the Crunchyroll's website. Simulcast on Saturdays, 11 a.m. CDT Um in the Taisho period in Japan, Tanjiro, a kind-hearted boy who sells charcoal for a living, finds his family slaughtered by a demon. To make matters worse, his younger sister, Nezuko, the sole survivor, has been transformed into a demon herself. Though devastated by this grim reality, Tanjiro resolves to become a demon slayer so that he can turn his sister back into a human and kill the demon that massacred his family. So, it's a, the summary, the synopsis doesn't sound too special. Um But the PV was fun, and there's one episode out right now, and it has gotten good press so far. Um, A lot of people are saying that it is a decent replacement for Mob Psycho, which, uh, that sounds fake, like very fake, but okay. Um, If there is not a Reagan in the show, then it is not a replacement for Mob Psycho 100. Nothing can replace Reagan. He's the daddy. I'm going to stop talking. So that's Demon Slayer. I'm probably going to watch, start it this weekend. Um, what's the next one? Uh, I'm not going to go over Dororo or One Punch Man because they're continuations. I will read the synopsis for Fruits Basket, though. The um, one sentence description I'm seeing from the Google search makes it sound like a horror anime. <laughs> it just says, Orphan Honda moves in with a classmate and his cursed family. Um, it's not a horror. It is a shoujo 100 percent, first basket or fur- furuba um is about Honda, whose mom has just died um and she basically is living in a tent and turns out she's living on the these rich people it's property and they, she goes to high school with one of them and she stumbles upon them and then they like kind of make her live with them because she's living in a tent and her tent gets destroyed so she will be homeless um and the family is populated by a bunch of beautiful men slash well boys teenagers whatever and it becomes a reverse harem and they're all in love with her no I'm kidding um well eh. but they are cursed and the curse has to do with the zodiac and i won't give away why slash how that works except you probably already know because first basket is very very well known um but yeah it seems like they're putting a lot of care into the remake it's not my favorite animation style but i think they're trying to be true to like the original so it is more of like an old-fashioned um old-fashioned character designs you know things you might have seen 10-ish years ago in anime which is fine i can deal um, so that's fruit's basket. fairy gone. Um, the my anime list summary just says, in the fallout of a devastating war, ex-soldiers search for a new purpose and do battle using fairies, powerful magical avatars whose use is regulated by a team of special operatives. So this could potentially be really bad and sort of overwrought, but I think the premise is interesting. Um, I was looking at some of the character designs, and they look really cool. So, okay, this one says it's available on Hulu, Um, which, did I already say that? No, that was one of the ones that I couldn't find streaming information for before. So Google's telling me it's available on Hulu. Um, So if you want to watch that one, try it out on Hulu. Um, Oh, there's also the opening was released by Funimation, so I'm guessing maybe it's available to watch on Funimation as well. And then the last one is Carol and Tuesday. I'm going to plop in some of the music from the PV because it's so beautiful, but I will read you the, excuse me, plot summary here. Okay, so the Anime News Network um, summary synopsis of Carol and Tuesday says, 50 years have passed since mankind began migrating to the new frontier, Mars. It's an age where most culture is produced by AI and people are content to be passive consumers. There's a girl scraping a living in the metropolis of Alba city. She's working part-time while trying to become a musician. She's always felt like something is missing. Her name is Carol. There's another girl born to a wealthy family in the provincial town of Herschel city. She dreams of becoming a musician, but nobody around her understands. She feels like the loneliest person in the world. Her name is Tuesday chance meeting brings them together. So I'm really, 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 hoping that it's gay. But I've been disappointed before and I will be disappointed again. So who knows? I think that's everything. There's, like I said, other things I'm planning on watching. Um that I have to go back and do more research on there were ones I was a little bit more meh about. So those are the main ones I'm gonna try out. Um, oh Namu Amidabutsu. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm telling you about this. So mm-hmm. this is like a pretty boy anime. Um and I'm not even gonna read the the synopsis to you because it made no sense. It was like really, really terribly translated. I so I practice Zen Buddhism and so when I saw it, I was like, oh Namu Amida Butsu, that's a Buddhist thing and i watched the trailer and i was immediately like i'm going to buddhist hell for watching this (laughs) like it's just all of these people from the buddha time and the buddha just like turned into anime pretty boys which is fun i'll probably watch an episode or two it's kind of like watching um if you've seen saint young men kind of like funny and no this is gonna be worse than seeing young men by far i think it's based off of a mobile game like one of those gotcha pawn what are they called gotcha game gotcha pawn games or whatever so i'm not expecting much from it it just made me laugh seeing the pv and how i was like oh i think that's supposed to be the buddha and he's like a shirtless dude um and he's really pretty <laughs> oh god yeah um Hey, uh yeah so this is spice i'm recording this on my phone a few days after i recorded the podcast but i just want to tell you i'm going to insert this into the anime part um don't watch fairy gone i mean i'm probably maybe going to watch a couple more episodes but i don't think it's going to be worth it there's like these weird cgi things and the characters did i don't know just don't don't waste your time um First episode of Demon Slayer was good, and um, what was the other one I watched? First episode of Carol Tuesday. So it turns out that Netflix is not going to be releasing Carol Tuesday until the show is done airing in Japan, I'm assuming, so that they can release it all at once. So it probably will not be available until the end of the summer, unfortunately, because the the series is 24 episodes long. Um, So that means that you must procure it through illegal means that I will not recommend to you or condone at all, but I will say that there are ways to do it illegally even though you shouldn't do that. And one more note, I actually forgot to say that Carolyn Tuesday is fucking dope. Um, it looks like it's going to be so sweet and all of the character designs are fucking badass, um... Yeah, so a lot of that episode, the first episode just alone had a lot of emotional impact for me. Yes, so no matter which way you watch Carol and Tuesday, if you wait until 24 weeks from now, or I guess 23 weeks from now, or if you go and do the other thing um, right now, it's good. So I do recommend Carolyn Tuesday. Okay, bye for real. So that's, I think, everything I wanted to talk about today. I think what I mainly want you to get out of this is to prepare your buttholes to be entered by Ant-Man. Just kidding. Maybe. Um next episode, maybe I'll try to have a theme again. I don't know. Like I said, I'm still playing around with what I'm doing with this. So I do think that this is something I would like to do um regularly is sort of at the beginning of each season. Um, for anime, sort of go over what my favorites of the previous season were, and then what I'm planning on watching for the next season. So that would be like once every three-ish months. But yeah, um, if there's something that you want me to talk about, let me know. Um, I'm willing to talk about pretty much anything on this show, um, except for the news. No. <laughs> I I The news scares me and makes me sad, so... I would like to, if possible, keep this um, show relegated to more lighthearted, you know, weird things. Um, not really escapism, but if you want to call it escapism, then call it escapism. I don't care. Anyway, I'm going to sign off. I have to write some fan fiction. So I'm going to go make some anime boys kiss and i hope you have a good day and you also get to picture some anime boys kissing in your mind goodbye